Hey guys, it's Drew from Court of Nerds here telling you that Tom and Chi in Granville is back. They've got impressive meal deals, so here's what you can look forward to when you stop by to get cheesy. Start your week off with a $29.95 Monday meal deal that feeds a family of four. No one wants to cook to start the week, so go get cheesy instead. Plus, kids 12 and under eat free from 4 to 8 every Tuesday. Or enjoy a half-off grilled cheese donut every Wednesday from 4 to 8. And if you download the free Tom and Chi app like I did, you can hop in every Thursday and get $3 classic grilled cheese sandwiches. Plus, if you're like Stacy and you need it gluten-free, they can take care of you. Tom and Chi is proud to support Chia, a locally made vegan cheese that tastes so good, cows are starting to get jealous. Find Tom and Chi on 44th Street in Granville near Cabela's. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, once again to another scintillating episode of Court of Nerds, the only podcast that really likes it when it rains. Sad face emoji. I'm Drew. I'm John. What? You laugh. I did. You laugh, good. but you love the it's rain. It's good. I do. It's gentle on your doorstep. I do. That's it's actually not. It's like a tsunami on our doorstep. we got to fix that. Yeah, I will. All right. Anyways, uh, don't go chasing waterfalls, kids. It is The Court of Nerds. You can find us online at thecourtofnerds.com. Thanks for however you're listening to us. This week, we have special guests in studio. It is always fun. It is always an honor when people join us. And it's especially an honor for us. And John, I think you would attest to this. When we can talk to members of our local comic book community. Absolutely. You know, the Scott Snyders of the world are fun, but I'm never going to spend a Saturday going through Scott Snyder's long boxes. Maybe. (laughs) We're not there yet. (laughs) Not there yet. Our next guest, though, I might spend next Saturday going through some of his personal long boxes. He is the owner of the Comic Signal. He is Don Myers, joined today by his wonderful daughter, Michelle. Guys, thank you so much for coming in. Welcome. Hey. Thank you for having us. So, the Comic Signal two-year anniversary is coming up. Yes, we're excited. <laughs> I, I, you guys are like, I mean, legitimately, John and I visited your shop on Saturday, first time we've been in there. I admit, it took us far too long. You have a wonderful shop and a great location. Thank you. Pretty killer staff, Don, that you've rounded up here. Yep, yep. Uh, my, my family does great work uh, helping me out at the store. Uh, Matt's been helping us out, doing help talking to you guys, helping us get on these podcasts and other interviews we'd have. It's, it's, it's been an exciting time. <laughs> it is. It is an exciting time, and I like that you say that, Don, because it's an exciting time just to even be a fan of comic books right now. Oh, it sure is. I mean, I think there's... The broadest, um, a broadest amount of genres now as there have been any time in comics. It's true. You're not having one genre like hyper served. You're not getting the you know, and God bless him for it. You're not getting the Rob Liefeld era where there's like everyone has bulgy muscles and tons of pockets. <laughs> yep. You know, you're not getting just crime noir like people got in the in the 30s and 40s. Yep. There is a book for literally everyone out there right now. Yeah, and it's just beautiful. I mean, it's just just great because, yeah, you can come in there and pick your niche. Well, and, and then people ask me for suggestions all the time. Said, "What's your favorite genre to start with?" You know, right. most of them are spandex, superheroes <laughs> and stuff. You know, but you know, there's there's sci-fi out there, westerns. There's still a few westerns. That's maybe the smallest one out there. But I mean, by all means, I mean get into the the fantasy realm of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and uh, the romances. The romances. You can go from you know kid kid age all the way up to Somewhat mature age where you, you know, want to be 18 or older to. Well, Don, I think you and I have this in common, and Michelle, I bet you have some of this too. 
Is one of your greatest joys working at a shop, handing someone their new favorite book and being like, oh, you're going <laughs> to yes. love this? Oh, yes. And being able to talk to them about it, um, whether they've already tried it in the past or whether it's just a brand new suggestion. Um, Especially because a lot of our customers will come back the next week and they'll be like, Donna, I read this and it was so good. <laughs> I think I saw a guy come in and do that while we were in. Yeah. No, oh, it yeah. did happen. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. literally happened while we were there. They'll buy a volume one of a trade paperback and come back. So, oh, that was so good. I got to get volume two right now. <laughs> that's And that's kind of the cool thing about the age we live in. In the past, you would have to do a lot of, John, what you're doing with your Snyder run. Go yeah. around and collect individual issues. Now, there are still collectors. There are still the Johns, the Grants, and Bens of the world that we yep. exist with. The Mats of the world, if you will. <laughs> But you also have the opportunity now to sell people these trade paperbacks that in the past didn't exist. Right. Yeah, and that, that's been a big uh, help to the market to get people started off into the single issues because it gives them a starting point. Because the collectors take take a lot of the for, for beginning issues. Right. The first and, prints. And, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes. It, some of these books lately have been so high, even the second, third, fourth prints are running out. I mean, Mr. Miracle is a great oh, example of that, yeah, a book no exactly, one saw coming. Yeah, exactly. Um, and even the first run of the Rebirth comics when it came out a year ago, everybody knew it was going to be a change, but you can't get the first week Batman, Flash, uh, Superman uh, without paying big bucks. Right. But to get a trade paperback, you can get that first full story, get yourself introduced into that rebirth. And uh, and you can test it out, too. See if you even like it without yep, committing exactly. yourself to a... Uh, same with uh, you know the, the Marvel Now, that when they went through that, Mar- yep. uh, the legacy. It, yeah, it's a great way to get introduced into the world of comics, whatever portion of that world yours is. So, Don, i got to start with you, because I'm pretty sure I know how Michelle ended up into comic books. <laughs> I have yeah. a hunch. Don, what got you started reading with pictures? Well, you can, you can uh, probably look at me and figure it was the old Batman TV show from my age. I would never assume such a thing, well, sir. you can, because it was. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. We totally fair. It's totally fair. <laughs> and from there, uh, uh, you know, I started watching more and more cartoons. So, you know, one of my favorites, Underdog, Space Ghost, yep. all those old Hyena Barbera ones, Johnny Quest, even the, the, especially those first two or three seasons of Scooby Doo. They were art wise and, and story wise, they were good content, developed into Super Friends, and then all of a sudden, parents decided, okay, yeah, you can go out there and get your own comic and whatnot. And <laughs> started with Batman 254 for me, the 100 pager, and it just blossomed from there. Uh, one of the big things about that issue, though, to me, was not only the, the news stories, but it was called Batman. It was from each era. One from the 40s, one from the 50s, one from the 60s, and one from, the at that time, the 70s, the current. All of a sudden, just opened up this whole history to me. The mythology. The, yeah, the mythology. How yeah. many stories there are back there. And it's like... And then I start picking up different art styles, you know, from the different eras. And it, like I said, it just boom, went Exploded. from there. And I, I, I love the history of comics. Uh, you know, the ones that started back in the, the 40s and everything like that, which I know I never owned. But <laughs> <laughs> we, can but, all, we all have dreams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all have dreams. You, you never know. Um, but those, I, I love the simple stories, like you say, crime noir back from the yeah. golden age all the way to the present. There's not one era I don't like. Do you have a favorite? I mean, do you have a personal favorite era? Because I'm not going to ask you to pick a favorite artist or author. <laughs> That's way too much. Probably just because it's where I started was in, is in the 70s. Okay. Uh, late Bronze Age, or mid to late Bronze Age. And that's where I really started backtracking even just a few years, books from that. Um, 
the detectives, the Batmans, the Justice Leagues, um, all the big titles of the Flash. Right, the a lot of great stories time. DC was telling in the seventies. Yeah, they they were, and, and um, it's actually you know Bronze Age is sometimes kind of looked down upon a little bit, like we passed the the, the big ones. No, there's a lot of good. Uh, material out there, story-wise, art-wise. You talk about not favorite artists, but or speaking of favorite artists, yeah. But there are some excellent artists in that era, big names and what you might consider maybe not high-key names, but some great arcs. <laughs> All right, Michelle, what was the first arc that your dad let you take out of the plastic? <laughs> um, actually, I never got to take any of his. To tell you the truth. <laughs> no, God, are you serious? Ex- well, I-, I tell you the story of it. Own. No, it's because <gasps> it's because when I was little, and I recently learned this story, I ripped one of his. Oh, no. Good comics. Yeah. And well, when well, I was a very small it infant. Felt good at the time. <laughs> Not that big now. And so now I, um, he, or, well, then he'd get me my own comic. So I'd get Scooby Doo and then the mashup of the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. And That's then, a good book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the Archie comics. She really got me into those, which now what they're doing with Archie is so awesome. Did you love, love the Mark Wade reboot as much as I did? I really did. Yeah. Like, I thought I'd be disappointed. I'm like, you're going to ruin these characters. But... I started reading it, and now I'm hooked. I think it's so good. No, that's I had the same experience. My first my first book I ever bought myself, and I think everyone remembers that. You remember the exact issue. Yep. I'm not that precise, but I remember my first book was an Archie Jughead Deluxe <laughs> from Hostetters in Grand Haven. Okay. On a Sunday after church, my grandma took us to Hostetters. Everybody else wanted candy. Drew wanted a book. Yeah. <laughs> that so, was yeah, that's and I understand that. And and you, sir, have done a much better job of collecting than I did. I'm a reader. I'm not a collector. I'm I'm a reader. Sure. You know, I've got a 10-year-old who likes to rip things. So, yeah. for now, I'm a reader. You like to share the experience with people. I do. My favorite Drew thing about... buy a book and give it to somebody. Be like, yeah. read this one. Right. Because he'll come across another copy. How many American gods have you given out to people? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. I mean, it's, yeah. it's in the teens, probably. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I like handing out books. Books were meant to be shared. That's why people write them to share them. If I can help that sharing, I feel like I'm doing the author a favor. I love you know? it. Like, Neil Gaiman owes me and, one. And yeah. I, agree, I agree with that. Um, fortunately, from my age bracket in the seventies, wasn't quite as cool to be a nerd as it is nowadays. No, so yeah. so you know, I was, uh, you know, I had a couple friends that collected comics, but we all feel kind of like in our own little corner. You, you just you, you don't tell all the the. The cool people in school that you, that you read right. comics. You're like, yeah, I'm really into football and yeah. Batman. And they're like, what was that second thing? I said, and baseball. <laughs> yeah, Not yeah. Batman. I definitely didn't say Batman, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. So so time has changed because of that fact. And that's, again, what's nice about this era in time. There are that many more. The internet helps, but people can talk. And they like it on podcasts to be to interact. But they also like to come in the store and say, Boy, I'm really excited about this. That was great. Did you read it? And then we'll discuss it back and forth. Or it could be the movie or or whatever current thing is going on at the time. And that's what we really try to build there is, is that community. Be able to come in and just know that you're not going to be set outside. Right. You're not going to be alone as long as you're in the comic signal. <laughs> if you're in there, we're, we're all happy to discuss it. That's awesome. I mean, I'm sure you guys have had a lot of that uh, with, of course, the massive success of Black Panther. Oh, yes. yes. I saw you guys had a nice Black Panther display up when yeah. I came in. <laughs> yep. You know, but I've even seen other comic book writers, guys like uh, Justin Jordan, who wrote the Luther Strode series, saying, this is the first comic book movie that made me go buy comic books. Right. That he went out and bought Priest's run on Panther, and they bought... Uh, 
He ordered Coates's Run because his local shop was sold out oh, of really? it. Really? Okay. Because wow. Coates's Run is it was great. It's been yeah. great. It continues yep. to be great. Yeah. Um, but one of the big things with establishing community is something that you guys are trying to do with your two-year anniversary, right? That is right. We um, we deal with a lot of local artists and publishers. We're having Source Point Press, which is a, um, a Michigan-based comic company. They deal more in a horror line of, of, of uh, comics. Uh, they will be there uh, this weekend, bringing a couple of rep- representatives with them. Um, I believe they're both artists, but one might just be an author. I got to double check my notes on that. I'm not 100% sure. But we also have local artists from Muskegon and the Grand Rapids area. Um, we have Scott Rosema coming in, John Alderink, um, Roger Scholes, and then we have a, an author, Peter Welmerink, who's coming in, who writes post apocalyptic stories based on Grand Rapids. Now, one of the other things you guys are doing, and I wanted to bring this up, you are bringing out some things from the Don Vault. <laughs> that I am, yeah. Some things people have not been able to see before. Yeah. And some classic titles are going to be coming out. There are. Uh, be uh, about six, five to 600 Marvel comics from 1963 to 68. Uh, titles like The Avengers, Daredevil, um, that will I've collected over the years, some... Maybe very only very good grades. Some of them up to a very fine, and there are some keys for the appearance of villains and a Ooh. couple of different heroes. I'm trying to let everyone have a surprise when they come in Saturday, but I mean there there are some so, some big issues. Uh, well, I can throw one out: um, Amazing Spider-Man number fifty, first appearance of Kingpin. Will be Whoa! There. <laughs> That's a big book for any Spidey collector. Well, and and fan of Daredevil. Yeah, I mean look how much he's on the the, exactly. the TV. Yeah. So I mean. Kingpin himself has taken a role outside of just the, the superhero itself. It, it has. Kingpin, I mean, I think Kingpin's had his own book. He's had his own miniseries. Yep. I mean, the first appearance of Kingpin is a big one. I know you're probably getting a lot of this when the uh, when the trailer for that one dropped, but what about uh, any first appearances of Venom in the shop that people could find? Um, I don't have the first appearance of Venom. I have some very early ones. Uh, and they won't be in this collection anyway, because this was more Silver Age stuff. Silver Age focused. Um, uh, but yes, I do have some early Venom appearances throughout the throughout the store, and depending on the grade where they might be within the store itself. Um, I also have um, some. I do have some of the Black Panther runs that, uh, from even back from the seventies. A few of those that were. Uh, had gotten a lot of claim, which uh, Christopher Priest has talked about how he utilized those characters and continued on in his run or, or and used those as a lot of his backstories. Um, we have books from all 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 eras. Um, some is some is uh, low as three dollars. Um, uh, even actually, we even go down to fifty cents for what well-reading copies I call them. Yeah, <laughs> well, reading well copies. Loved. Guys like me, <laughs> yeah, well, well loved. I mean, they're, they're you, they've been read to death, but man, you you love them. You can read it a million times. Well, it's funny because when I talk to you, Don, and, and of course Michelle, you as well, you hear the love for these books. Yeah, and and it's funny because when I walked into Comic Signal for the first time on Saturday, I got the same vibe I did when I walk into what is you know my local shop, which is Tardy's. Sure, yep. it smells like books and it feels like family. Yep, mm-hmm. and to be honest with you guys, the first people who told us we needed to talk to you were Gavin and Dee over at Tardy's. Yeah, they're, they're, they're great people. Yeah. Uh, they've been very supportive of us. We try to support them. And, and we, we want to, again, we want to expand our community, even though we're separate stores. 
You know, it's like if I don't have an issue, I'd say I'd check there and vice versa, or yeah. we'll, we'll make a call for the customer and say, hey, do you still have? Well, and part of it is um, Dad knows every single comic book store in the West Michigan area. <laughs> so he knows yeah. a lot of the owners personally anyway. So I say they've been taking his money for years. Now it's time yeah. to reverse the playing field. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but uh, I like, I'd rather be a friendly competitor as opposed to a... a Beat you, beat you with a stone. You're, you're your friendly neighborhood comic shop owner. Exactly. I, I just, just want to, you know, we're all in this community together. We all want a little piece of the pie, and, and we'll just be happy with what that. We're all hoping to expand, but be happy with what we have and, and, and work with that and work with the customers. Now, expand, you mean uh, you want larger store or more stores? Um, no, Not it wouldn't more. be more stores. No, I was going to say, the family feel of Comic Signal feels like it's really important to and you guys. It is, and that, that's where once you start making uh, secondary stores and stuff, you, you lose some of that. Um, not that you can't hire someone that could involve be involved like that, but still not quite the same. And it's just fun to say hi to everyone. Like you end up knowing them by name and yep. what comics yep. they like. I, and I try to get to know everyone by first name. Uh, and to me, that's just part of customer service. It's something I've learned through my my previous job that you really have to focus on and and just make them happy and do your best for them. I mean, can't always find that first print, but you know you, you work on it. Well, and sometimes you know some numbskull walks into your store on a Saturday and he needs a Snyder comic, and you've got it. <laughs> yeah, first time I met you, I had the book I needed, so it worked out great. <laughs> that it worked out great. Yeah, that's what that was it takes. You just get to talking and. I know where something is in the store, or I know where you might be able to find it, and able to work it out. So you were I'm glad, glad that fast, worked out man. for you. You were lightning yeah. fast yeah, on that exactly. one. Okay, well, he knows everything. We used to play this game when I was little, yeah. where I used to go into his comic book room, and it's all alphabetized, and you know, Marvel's here, and DC's here, and I used to take out a comic book, and I used to give it to him, and he'd have to go in the room, and he'd have to put it back exactly where I got it out of, so he knows where everything is. <laughs> this is like the game they play in Doctor Strange, where he's like, no, this is when it came out. Oh, Wikipedia says, check it again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, I know where it is. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yep. And with all of his artists and authors, too, uh, a lot of our customers call him the walking encyclopedia because they just ask him, hey, who did the art on this? And they'll show, oh, that was was so-and-so. Or what issue was this guy doing the art in? Oh, oh, this guy. And this was the first appearance of that one, which, by the way, connects to this, which that's great art, too. And he'll just keep going. I bet life was terrible for your boyfriends in high school. I bet it was just awful because he always knew exactly where you were, exactly what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't know that yeah, yet. I don't know oh, that yeah. part. My bad, Don. I'm giving away trade secrets here. I just want to learn from you. I, I, I just like, you know, I, I want like a Mr. Rogers neighborhood situation where I can just come and sit and there will be trains and you tell me about comic books. Well, I'm trying to work on it. The trains are optional. The trains are optional. When you but. come on in, we'll sit down and talk about whatever is the hot topic of the day or whatever you want to talk about. John will tell you you're going to regret that. He did that five years ago. We've been roommates ever since. Yeah, that's all right. Can't get rid of me now. Uh, I mean, now, a bigger store would give you guys an opportunity to do what? What would you do with more space? If I had more space, um, man, I would get, obviously, you'd fill just more general inventory. Okay. Um, One thing we're kind of looking to do, we have a decent space for it now, but we've been in talk with a couple different artists. We might start working on some classes for middle workshops. schoolers, yeah, but but for like middle schoolers to yeah. come in and see what a professional is actually doing, how they're drawing, and using their experience to give them 
hints, pointers, and, and such like that. Especially with all the cuts in education, because I work in education, and I see you know all the cuts to the to the arts and everything. So I think being able to have something like that at your friendly neighborhood comic book store would be really cool for those yep. kids who that's their niche and they don't have that after school a lot of times. Right, or even yeah. some of the stuff that you guys are already doing with you know just tables out for people to be able to come and do card games. And, you know, yep. get, you know, get out the streets, that's come right. into a that, comic book store. Yep, that yeah. that's uh, another one of our goals: a board game because. Board games have taken off. They're interactive. Uh, not that a video game isn't, but still, you sit in the same room. It brings people together. Yeah. And that's why I was reading, you know, that's why there was such a resurgence of board games, because people liked video games, but there was just that something missing about being face-to-face with another person and being able to interact um, by playing a board game. And so, board games have just exploded. See, and, and, and that's good for teaching. Yeah. She's actually, oh, yeah, I actually as a... Uh, talk and work with some of the students or teachers in her school and, and they've got games in there that they bought through us that um, the games that were kids have to work together. Like Pandemic is okay. one yeah. of them. Because yeah. what you know, they not, found. Not, not just everything is, again, beating each other with a club. Yeah. And it's, what, it's you working together to 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 achieve the result and then hopefully cure the disease in yeah. this case. And that's what they found is that kids just don't know how to work together anymore. They only know how to compete. And so by having those co-op games, you know, they can actually learn how to work together and take each other's ideas and strategize. And it's really cool because then you actually see a classroom of kids working together yeah. versus competing to be the f- number one. Right, trying to be a valedictorian when right. you realize, you know, hey, I'd rather have 30 valedictorians. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you guys are, are big on working together with the community as well. I mean, just looking at the list of, of charity work that you guys have done with other people, you've teamed up with our friends over at Great Bit Live. We love those guys. Yeah. They're a blast. <laughs> they are a hoot and a half. A lot of a lot of band work. And of course, working with hospitals and working with children's hospitals especially. What what kind of things do you guys do with the hospitals? Uh, last year, we uh, for the Christmas, our first Christmas, we had donated uh, different comics and a few action figures to the uh, one was St. John's Home, to, uh, which deals with a lot of kids that need a little extra help or yeah. you know don't have a lot of family life. So to give them a little something extra to do there. Uh, we've also, with uh, Helen DeVos Children's Hospital, brought comics down there. And, uh, we've even had customers or kids' parents come in and say, I use that library all the time while my kids having procedure A or procedure B. I'm happy to find a, a trade paperback or something down there that I can, I can just read. It was everything they have down there. I'll just read while that's going on. Uh, we also um, have donated and team up uh, and support the Cosplay Crusaders, yeah, uh, which is a local benefit group, which, again, goes to Mary Freebed and, uh, and Helen DeVos to, oh, great to make, crew. Make, make children. Mm-hmm. Great crew. Yeah, we love Mia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mia's a good friend. Give, give, them, a, give them a break from, from the children's. Maybe not so nice routine every single day. Yeah, yeah, we give them products so that they can give them to the kids and stuff like yeah. that. So superheroes yeah. are bringing gifts to the kids. It's, it's awesome. Super well, cute. no, and I, and, and, I, and I ask and I bring that up because, uh, again, you know, young Drew, like, fell out of love with comic books for a little while and got back into them because the only place I could ride my bike was my local library mm-hmm. yep. where someone had donated a bunch of amazing Spider-Man comic books. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, it was, uh, gosh, and all that symbiote stuff. A lot of Clone Wars. I accidentally read yep. Clone Wars. And, okay. you know, I recovered and still love comic books. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, you know, things are okay. Um, John's laughing because he's like, that's deep 
deep nerd. That's, that's deep nerd. Uh, still trying to figure out who is a clone, though, right? Yeah, so I still don't know. I've, I've never known, and I don't know that I ever will know. Listen, guys, the Comic Signal, 4318 Plainfield. Of course, Don is the owner. Michelle, his daughter. Your whole family works here. Don. You gotta tell me, how'd you trick him into it? <laughs> I can't get my kid to clean his room, let alone go to work. Yeah, exactly. Um, they just saw what a passion it was for me and uh, are willing to give up their time and, and, and talents to help me keep the place running. Well, and he doesn't tell, but I was the one who poked the bear. Oh. I was poking well, yeah, for several so this, years, this you know, just kind of dropping it. Hey, you know. You know, you should kind of start a comic book store. You know, what are you going to do with these comics? Hey, you know, you've always said you wanted to open a store, Dad. Well, that <laughs> so. was the question I wanted to ask. Because two years ago, how did it all start? Like, apparently you poking I the bear him. helped a little, <laughs> yeah. you know? Poking the bear helped a lot. Uh, I had a few changes in my my. what do you want to call it, my regular job or my professional life. Yeah, yeah, day, and, day and, job. Yeah. Day, day job. And um so it kind of just all worked out timing-wise. I talked to a lot of different store owners, both in town and even out of town and out of state. Because one of the biggest thing I was afraid of is print dead. Mm. Um, you know, you get the newspaper only twice a week now. Um, if that. Yeah, but they all. Everyone assured me that they felt that people still want items in their hand. Yes. Just read it digitally. Absolutely. And that the, the movies are feeding the, the comics and the comics are feeding the movie. It's just such a nice symbiotic relationship that the business is still a healthy business to be in. Um, and so then they're talking to different people and really thinking it out. And <laughs> Lots of pushing. Po- Lots lot, of pushing. A lot, <laughs> lot, lot, lot of poke from the bear, but... Um, just seemed like the right time in my life to do it, and we've been awful blessed uh, for the past two years how, how well it's been going. Well, listen, folks should make sure they make plans now to be at the two-year anniversary celebration. It is this Saturday, the 24th of February. If you don't make it out for the two-year anniversary celebration, make it out to the Comic Signal regardless. You will feel like family within five minutes. I can almost guarantee you that if you have the wherewithal to speak with the wonderful people working at the Comic Signal. <laughs> they will make you feel welcome. Quick rundown for folks. Uh, 11 to 3, Artist Alley will be set up in the store, as uh, as Don mentioned. Source Point Press going to be in the house. Uh, Roger Scholes, a lot of other great people. The Cosplay Crusaders are going to be in the house all day long. Uh, game night is from 7 to 10, and of course, great discounts. And books that Don has not let see the light of day since his young <laughs> daughter ripped upon a page. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Don, Michelle, you guys, thank you so much for taking the time to come down here tonight. Well, I appreciate you, you giving so us much. this time. It's, 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 it's been fun. Well, I'm good, enjoying I'm this. Mm-hmm. We'll trick you into coming back. We do all it right. to Gavin and Dee all the time. Hey, yeah, so, yeah, we've yeah. somehow tricked them into buying us tacos, too, but we'll yeah. get there. There's, there's, time. there's time for that. We can work on that. They are Don and Michelle. They are of the Comic Signal. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them online. But be sure that we find you Saturday at the two-year anniversary party. John, are we going to go? We can. You, oh, we can? We have time. That's your that's your amount of enthusiasm? I'm ready. We've got time in between, what, like Home Depot and Bed Bath & Beyond? <laughs> i got a lot of stuff to do. You, got, you don't have anything to do. You've got nothing to do. You are a liar, sir. You right. are a liar. <laughs> yeah, that, I'll be there. All right, cool. That being said, we are your Court of Nerds. I'm Drew. I'm Jack. We'll see you guys Saturday at the Comic Signal. I'm Colin Bunn, and I'm a close personal friend, the Court of Nerds.